0: let's get into today's episode. Welcome back to the Art of Unraveling podcast. I am so excited today to have another interview. I know you all have been loving these interviews because I watch the stats and they're always higher on interview days. So more to come. You love hearing about different people and what they're unraveling and I love that too. So here we are today with Molly Knuth. And I met Molly at the Empower Her meeting. I gave a talk in Dyersville about manifestation and it was so much fun. And Molly was there and we just connected in that way. She's opening up to more personal growth and energy and all the things, of course, that I love. And so we've had some great conversations in those realms and so i thought she'd be the perfect person to bring on she's a successful business owner she'll tell you a bit more about what she does here in a moment but just interesting to hear like what people that you know have grown their business and done a lot of different things in their lives and what they're unraveling i think it's just an interesting some interesting dynamic I I don't know what else to say about that, but (laughs)
1: let's turn it over to Molly.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I could, as we talked about in prep, I could talk about a million different things that I'm unraveling and working on, but I'll try to keep it succinct today for the listeners because they probably don't have five hours for me to unpack everything, but thank you so much. I am so excited to be here too.
0: Yes. And tell us a little bit about your company and what you do. So my name is
2: Molly Knuth and I am the founder and I don't, I never quite know what to call myself like manager, CEO, CEO, I don't know, (laughs) like none of that really feels like it lands, but of Molly Knuth Media. The business got founded in 2017. I had been teacher turned stay-at-home mom turned jack-of-all-trades for my dad and my cousin's business that they had started. And as part of working in all things admin for them, we started a Facebook business page. And I had some experience with Facebook Mostly personally, but I had found some power in it specifically around fundraising, community organization, things like that. And so we applied it to their business. And back in 2016, 2017, that was a relatively new idea in small towns. I'm from Cascade, which is a population of about 2,500. And at that time, it was, oh my gosh, like wildfire. We started sharing things, and it wasn't in your traditional advertising. Aspect. It wasn't like we were saying, here's the thing, here's the varieties, here's the price, call me. We were really being in, like, starting to incorporate more story into the projects that they did because they were a very, they're a construction industry. And we shared what the customer was looking for and how the experts addressed it and then how they created the specific materials that this project needed. And so that caught the attention of other small business owners. And within the span of a couple of short months, I started this business called Molly Knuth Media, and it primarily served small town, small businesses as they grew their Facebook business pages so that they knew how to market themselves better online. And then over the years, it's been an evolution as I've found out more about myself, as marketing has changed, as social media for sure has changed. And over the years, I've added team members so we can support business owners in a variety of marketing needs. So we do have people here who help with web design, graphic design, we still do social media, but even in 2022, like marketing has just really shifted. And so we are still serving small town, small business owners. I would say mostly I help female entrepreneurs, which is really where my heart is and helping them not just do the thing, not just create a post, but really find out that like in this modern version of social media, like Instagram 2.0, if you will, it takes the energetics and the strategy to have that successful presence online.
0: Oh, so well said. I so agree. Cause you know, I'm an energy person, but I love that you're noticing that that's an element that needs to be there for success.
2: Oh, for sure. And this year it's, I've learned more. I, in addition to your manifestation presentation, which this phrase has been coming to me a lot recently, it's like, when you are ready, the teacher will appear to you. And at that time that you gave that presentation about manifestation was also the same time I was learning about human design for the first time and learning about masculine and feminine energy. And it just seemed like all of a sudden I was surrounded by these ideas and concepts and it was helping me unlock things about myself that I knew I had, but I didn't understand why I was the way I was and why things came naturally and other things just felt so, so out of alignment. And in that time period is when I was also starting to see a lot of like how certain things I did would translate to social and I would teach it to someone else and then it might fall flat. And then I was like, why is that? And so then I started looking into energy and I was like, this is the secret sauce. This is it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Well, not to change gears here, but you know why we're here. We're here to talk about what we're unraveling. And I think it's so important as business owners, not that everybody that listens to this podcast is a business owner, but I think it's interesting, like you were saying in the prep that you have all these different things that you're working through. And I do too. And it's like, that's the sign of a, of a leader of some, you know, we, we lead by going first, by doing our own inner work. and even in your personal life, even if you're not a business owner, like you have to lead first by doing your own inner work. And so that's really what this podcast is all about. It's just like, Mm -hmm. we're always unraveling so we can get to who we really are, not what society tells us we are, not what our family, all of that stuff. It's like, who am I really when all of that stuff, those labels and those, I don't know, traumas and issues or whatever are gone? Like, who am I really? So. Yeah. I'm just curious to hear what you feel like you're unraveling right now. Like what's up for you. It could be a past thing. It could be something that's happening right now, but we would love to hear what that is.
2: Sure. So I'll start with a little story. So when I started my business, Again, it wasn't something that I sought out intentionally, like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start this small business. But once it kind of revealed itself to me, I was like, okay, I'm going to get real. I'm going to set some five year, 10 year trajectory goal things. And this past, so December 2021 is really what I consider like the five year anniversary. Like, my LLC was formed in March of 2017, but like, technically, I, pretty much started in December. So last year at the end of the year, it was like the five year. And my big goal was to make it to that five year anniversary. And I was like, I'm not going to be that statistic. Like that was my driving force. Like I'm going to make it. And so then I also had a bunch of other goals too, that were aligned with that and things I wanted to see in my business, things I wanted to accomplish. And earlier this year of 2022, I'm in the sixth year of business now. And some things like they did in fact manifest themselves. Like I had so many opportunities and so many things that like team members and people who wanted to work here, I had real estate opportunities and things like that. And I don't know, I'm sure there's listeners out there. Maybe you too, Aaron, can identify, like once you start manifesting and you get the things that you've been thinking about, it's like, oh, so awesome. But also, oh my gosh. I'm like, is this really what I wanted? It's like, I don't know. And so I feel like what I've been unraveling all year long is this deep question that all of us have What do I really want? Mm-hmm. And yes. when I started thinking about that this spring, I had no answer. And I'm like, I don't know. looks like so weird. Right. And so it'd be Mm -hmm. easy for me to go say, okay, I've done the five-year things. Now let's go to the 10-year things. But as I was looking at those two, I'm like, is this in fact what I want? And those were mostly, as you talked to a little bit ago, most of those on that list were business goals. And then now I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I've got a husband who's a farmer. We have property here in Eastern Iowa that he, farms and harvests. We've got four kids ranging in age from five. Well, he's now six, six to 11 years old. And so when I wrote that initial list, it's like, okay, I had a newborn and my oldest was five. And so it's like, okay, how have I evolved and changed in those years? And are these goals, even though I wrote them down and they were written in permanent ink, are they in fact Still aligned with what I want. And that's been a big unraveling for me all year. And I really do think that this energy work was meant to present itself to me in this season of my life because so many of the goals I wrote down were highly, highly masculine. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this, I'm going to accomplish that, I'm going to have this amount of money in my bank account, or I'm going to have this number of team members or whatever. And what I found along the way of this inner like energy digging in is my human design as a manifester. I have the three, five profile and all of my energy is feminine. Like when you look at the human design chart, all of my arrows are facing, right. And I am meant to really work in my feminine. And as I was starting to learn this stuff, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this makes so much sense about why, like, why I can't operate a spreadsheet, why I can't, like, stick to time blocking, why I can't this, that, or the other thing. But I've learned, and so as I'm continuing this quest of, like, what do I really want? I'm not someone who's built to operate in the very, like, our modern masculine societal expectations. I'm someone who as a manifester, I'm meant to inform and to lead, and I'm also meant to do so in a very feminine way. And that is totally flipping my game on its head. So I'm unraveling all of that and some other things.
0: (laughs) Just a few things, especially in your industry. It's very, we call it bro. There's a lot of bro marketing out there, you know, Mm -hmm. or it's like these steps and this is what you do and this is it that's it. You just do those steps and that you will be successful. And it's like, that's not the feminine way. The feminine way is very flowy and it's different for each person. And there isn't like five steps that every single person can take to be successful. Sure. There, there are some things, but anyway, yeah, I work with a lot of feminine coaches myself and yeah, it's just, it's very interesting to see the difference.
2: I totally agree. And I feel like just as humans right now, we want things to be spelled out for us. We want the blueprint, right? Whether it's social media, whether it's building a business, whether it's raising a child or building a house or whatever it is, we want a blueprint that tells us, here's how you get from point A to point Z. And this is what everybody needs to do to get that. And I have been in various programs over the years where I've been in that kind of a program and I couldn't complete it. And Mm. at the time I was like, why am I not able to just do this? I kept coming up. Like, for example, there was a program I was in probably, probably in 2018. I don't know the year for sure, but I think it was 2018 with this person. And she is very inspirational, but she is very much, she was in like the bro marketing kind of world, even though she was a female. Cause we all have masculine and feminine energy, right. right? Now, looking back, she really operated on a masculine standard and I could not just follow her prescribed set of steps to set up my funnel and set up my email list. I kept running into roadblocks and it was like, okay, what's wrong with me that I'm not doing this? And eventually mm-hmm. I stopped altogether and I didn't get anywhere. Even though I had invested money and time, I had nothing to show for it. So that's something that I always wanted to be able to do for others because so many people out there want help with their business. They want to know how do they get followers on Instagram? How do they grow a Facebook community? And I've been on a quest to put together a group and educational programs that give people the steps. And to your point, There are steps you can take. I do feel like it is a blend of energy and strategy, Mm -hmm. but the energy definitely has to come in there because we all have different gifts and we all have different things that we are naturally drawn to. And we have to make room for that, even though it's not something that in our upbringing, we were really encouraged to pursue. We were very much more encouraged to do the thing, follow the formula, get the result And I think more and more people are opening up to that idea that there isn't a prescription. There's not a formula. There isn't a blueprint that fits every person. And we're seeing that everywhere from business to education to our lives.
0: Yeah, such a good point. Such a good point. Well, I wanna keep talking about the feminine and the masculine. So I wanna come back (laughs) to that in a second because that's something that I love to talk about too. But I'm curious in your discovery of like this question of, Is this what I really want? What do I want? Have you been able to make any headway on that? Do you feel like any clarity has come from tapping more into your feminine? I do
2: feel like I'm more self-aware. And in the moment I can tap into things that are like, this is what it feels like when I'm working in flow or this is the thing that I would do forever if I didn't get paid for it. And there's also times when I find myself very out of alignment, like just the other night, my kids, I had to get stuff done. I had a to-do list. I had people waiting for me on the other side, things I had to get finished. And my kids were here too. Like, I mean, I'm a mom and a business owner. And so even though they were home, I was working on my computer doing things. And it was my time, like my cycle day where I was just feeling very low. So I was in the living room working from my laptop. I was exhausted. My kids wanted me, but I needed to get these things done. So, what did I do? Pushed right through and I got my stuff done. And at bedtime, the kids asked me, They're like, Mom, how come we hardly got to see you today? And I was like, Oh, what a knife to the heart. Yeah. But I was like, Would it have been that big of a deal if I allowed for the feminine? Because just mm. last week, <laughs> I had a day where outside circumstances, like things were going on. And I was just like, I feel. So low. And I was leading a program and it was a short-term container. And this program, we really, really emphasized energy and strategy. And so I showed up for those women and I said, Hey, you guys, I've been an advocate that we are going to honor our energy. And I need to tell you that today my energy is low. So I can show up and I can push through if you want me to, or we can push everything back by a day. And tomorrow I will be able to come from a clearer headspace. And all the women in that program, there were only four, but it was like, not only four, there were four women in it. So it wasn't like we had a lot of people to get consensus around, but they all said, this is a great demonstration of what you've been teaching us. Please take the day. And so I took the day and we came back the next day. And so I can definitely sense where... I'm still having issues with the masculine and the feminine. And I will say too, that it's harder for me in working with like clients or in offers that I've had for a number of years before I knew about this. (laughs) Like I still show up in a way that like, I want to honor that. And I feel myself slipping back into like old paradigms and the old way of that. I operate when I work specifically with, in some of those accounts and, when I'm like looking at what am I creating that's new that I'm like, okay, I feel like we're honoring energy in there and the vibes a little different, but I, so I'm still slipping into, I guess you could call it like people pleaser mode. Like this is the Molly that has always shown up. And this is the way she's still going to show up, even if it's out of alignment. And (laughs) so that's something I'm still processing and still unraveling. But I think the first step of like being aware of it has definitely been my biggest aha thus far
0: uh oh, i love that yeah it's so easy to slip into those that people pleasing pattern right because we feel like they're going to be mad at us or you know whatever whether it's something in your life with your family or whether you have clients or even your boss whatever kind of range you're working with it's like oh if I don't do this if I don't do the thing that I said I was going to do then I'm out of integrity and then my word means nothing it's just like it brings up all this old stuff but I'm curious if you find I know I have like when I've given myself that time and taken asked for what I needed had people be really receptive and then do it the next day or the next week or whatever it's just like so much better because your energy is aligned and solidifies something in your mind. Like this is safe to do. Nobody's going to be mad at me. Actually people I've had to do it a lot, struggling with chronic fatigue and people respond so well. Like they're and almost I, like, thank you. I and mean, People thank me for it. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> but I it's because so I'm too. being, I'm being, I'm going first. I'm saying you can do this too. I'm doing this. And you have, I'm giving you permission to do it too. So I think there's that element too.
2: I agree. And I think that it's very, the first couple of times, especially it feels really scary. And, but I've had the same experience in times where I've had to like that example of me showing up and leading that program. Everybody was super receptive and they too said, thank you. Like, this is great. And sometimes I might have said, okay, I'll get you in recent memory. Like there was proposals I had to get out, but I jammed my calendar too tight. And I was like, okay, that had to fall to the next day. So I told those people, hey, you know what? I'll get this to you. I just need till tomorrow. And they were very receptive to it too. And this isn't to say that I'm perfect by no means. I'm still working through a lot of this. And it's like just different areas of your life that you show up, right? There's certain areas where it feels more comfortable to test these things out. And there's certain areas that feel like, ooh, how am I going to like bring this into that realm of my life? And so- like, I feel that again, when I'm creating like these newer programs and I'm creating space for these kind of things, it's easier and it's where I can practice or get those repetitions. And then when I translate that over into maybe like my leadership style of my team, like that's still pretty masculine and I need to bring that into there. So it's definitely a work in progress. Ah, uh, Yeah, totally.
0: Well, what else can we unravel in this? You know, like... The feminine, the masculine, I guess you've shared a lot about it already, but is there any other ways that you feel like you still kind of get stuck in your masculine energy or where do you see that show up mostly? And what does it feel like in your body? I always think that's a curious thing.
2: Oh, that's a really good question, Erin, because I guess, okay, so I'm a manifester. And if people aren't familiar with human design, like manifester, my strategy is to inform and my non-self strategy or my non-self emotion is anger. And when I was first told about this, I was like, I'm not an angry person. Like I can list on my hand, the, my one hand, the number of times where I've like, really yelled or like, I've been shaky because I'm so upset about something. But the person that I talked to with my human design reading, she's like, this might not present itself as like boiling lava anger that we would see on a cartoon. It might just be that little simmering, like resentment that builds up over time. And I've noticed about myself And I'm also like, if you do Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram three. So I'm like high performer, achiever, want everything to be done the right way. Don't want to show any signs of inability or like Mm -hmm. weakness, anything like that. And so that's, I have a lot of masculine, like masculine associated things, but I'm very much feminine. (laughs) Like, I just can't always wrap my head around this. I'm like such a dichotomy in one person, but A lot of times I want to be the person who can solve all the problems by herself and I don't want to ask people for help. And I would much rather put myself into a state of discomfort than ask for help or show emotion or like just. Any indication that I don't have my shit all that I don't have my stuff all together. You can swear here. You're totally fine. okay. There's been
0: a couple <laughs> times where I
2: wanted to swear, but I caught myself. So we, all right. We now welcome got, swearing here. <laughs> I I'm a bad swearer. So I taught my my youngest has learned the bad words from me, not his dad, that's for sure. <laughs> so I've noticed like all of this kind of coming together is that. I want to be able to solve all of the problems. I want to be able to shoulder all of the things. And as a mom of four, a wife, a business owner, a business owner who has multiple clients and team members, like that's just a lot to ask of a person. And not that anybody asked me for it. Like I did this, but it's just, I want to be able to do all of the things and do it well. And so when I can't when a ball drops or when I'm feeling super stressed out, it takes me a long time. And then I just get into this like simmering, like I start thinking of like resentment and then I'm like, oh, and it starts to feel like for me, like I just, I noticed this summer I was going, I went through a like a lot of this aha and like tension in my roles. And for me, it started showing as like, I couldn't take deep breaths. And I was like really doing a lot of shallow breathing. And I didn't really know why. I just was like, I just would breathe it like really fast. And I'm like, what's going on here? And then I listened to a podcast by someone who is also in the like energy and marketing space. And she had the same experience like years ago. And she's like, this was how my anxiety kind of manifested itself. And now I'm not, I'm not trying to like, self describe like, I'm not trying, what's the word I'm looking for. I don't know that I've ever been labeled as Self-label an anxious person. Or something like yeah. That. Yeah. But I did like really resonate with that. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I have that going on. And so when I noticed Now I can recognize when that shallow breathing starts. And just this morning, I was like going through the morning routine, getting the kids out the door. I was like paying like some bills and like making breakfast all at the same time. So first of all, I shouldn't do all of the things at the same time, but I noticed that like shallow breathing. And then my mind started to go down that windy path that it can, you know, like where, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I need some help here, but I don't want to ask for help. And then this is going to happen. And oh my gosh, then that could happen. And pretty soon I'm like, I'm just worried. And then my breathing, I noticed though, I caught myself. So again, circling back to like, probably, I guess maybe the theme of this is like unraveling myself, like my self-awareness and just those like spidey senses. And so I caught myself this morning, like I'm doing shallow breaths. And as I look, as I got the kids out the door and I looked at my to-do list, I was like, I have a million and one things to do, but the best thing I can do for myself right now is listen to my mentor. So I turned on one of her activations and it led us through a little bit of like a short meditation and some reflection. And that's how I started my day instead. Now, when I look back and I think about earlier times in my life, this would really present itself and these body senses would come through in those times where I was like, I'm too busy for a workout today. Oh, you know what? Also, I didn't work out this morning because I was tired. So maybe that's a key port. Mm, Interesting. Um, (laughs) But like typically when I'd have this happen, it was like, I'm too busy to work out. And there were times earlier this year when I would be like, okay, I wake up at three 30. Cause I couldn't sleep. So I just decided to go right to my desk so I could get things done and I'd get things checked off, but I'd still feel this pressure. And so I've learned like I did today, like I can't just launch right into the next thing. I need to slow down. I need mm-hmm. to allow for that feminine energy instead of the masculine to kick in. And that'll set me up for better interactions and things later today.
0: Oh, so good. Yeah. So amazing. So something I talk about a lot when I talk about creating nervous system, friendly work days, which your nervous system is just your body and you're tuning into your body is more feminine than being in your head. I would say is more masculine, right? And it's, we're not here to not, I'm not here to knock the masculine. Like you said, we need strategy in our lives and our businesses and our work environments, but Yeah, like something I really unraveled this year that I've shared in here before, but just kind of goes along with what you're saying is how when we rush, it puts us in dysregulation and look at the world. Most of people are rushing around all the time. So that's a really good awareness that you had to know that like, okay, I can't just go from the next to the next to the next to the next thing. And what's interesting and what you have to try to trick your brain into believing is that you'll actually get more done if you give yourself breaks. Mm -hmm. And I've studied myself on this and I can attest that that is true. Like, because, you know, just pushing through when you're like staring at the computer, like a zombie, you know, you're not thinking clearly. So yeah, taking those breaks in between the checking the things off the list is super important.
2: I agree. And and I love to tell stories. So a story example of this, a couple of weeks ago, I needed, so a team member and I were working on a client project and it was the end of the week. We got a bunch of new information in that was going to kind of change the trajectory of how this project looked. And so we met on a Friday and I was like, okay, we need to have answers on this so we can get it pushed through on Monday so we can still finish it by the end of next week. and so. It was like late in the day, Friday, I was tired. And after a big week, I was like, Friday, usually I'm just like, I need to be a slug on the couch and just work for my laptop. But I was like, okay, I could probably still get this email kicked out by five o'clock. 5 PM came. I was like, this is not going to get kicked out today. So I was like, I'll do it Saturday morning. And Saturday morning, it was that thing in my head that was like, I should probably do that. I should probably do that. I should probably do that. But I was like, my body is telling me I do not have the energy to send this follow-up email, which seems so simple. Right. But I don't know about you guys. Like I can get really in my head about word choice and making sure I'm (laughs) conveying the correct tone. And so what I ended up doing was equal parts procrastination and thinking about it from like body energy levels, but I decided I'm not going to send it. I'm going to text her or call her really early on Monday morning. And what we ended up doing was setting up a zoom call for that morning. And that way we could talk things through and there wouldn't be that issue of getting it lost in like in between the lines. And it wouldn't have caused a delay in response. We just talked it out. And though I didn't get to it on Friday, like I said I was going to, like I thought I should, the result of pushing it a couple of days allowed me to have some clarity and like some days off on the weekend. And then on Monday, I think it allowed for a clearer headspace to have a conversation and to make it a very productive one instead of like just trying to shoot an email out in a
0: shorter time span. Yeah. And all of those, I call that collecting data. It's just like you're collecting data that like when I do this, it actually works better. And so you're proving to the subconscious where all the like people pleasing, and it's got to be perfect. And I need to do what I said I should that evil word should do. That's letting the subconscious know, okay, it's safe to do this. It's safe to see nothing happened. See, I got better results. And all of it is like collecting data for your subconscious. So I commend you on challenging yourself in this way. Cause I know it's not easy. Like to somebody listening that doesn't maybe understand this kind of stuff, you might be thinking, well, what's the big deal? Just send the email, you know? And I, I can relate so much because I, yesterday was one of those days for me where I just like, I had the list of things to do, but my body was telling me otherwise. And unfortunately, because of chronic fatigue, that's what taught me. I've got to listen to my body because if I don't, it literally shuts me down. So I just, I listen and I, you know, I would do a little bit and then I'd go outside and then I'd come back in and do a little bit, you know, and it, I didn't accomplish everything I wanted to, but I did it in a nervous system, friendly, feminine way that worked on that day. And today I have more energy. So it's like, had I not listened, had you not listened, you might've depleted yourself into the week, right? Right. That's what I try to think about. If I don't listen now, it's going to cost me later.
2: And I think that a lot of us can probably attest to the fact, going back to something you said earlier too, about how most people are in this chaotic energy and they're just in this go, go, go mode. And how many people, when you're just making small talk are like, gosh, I'm so busy or, oh, things need to slow down. And geez, I can't believe it's already November. And it's like, we all complain about being too busy. We all feel like we have a lack of time. And in order for us to change that, if we don't want to feel time stress, if we don't want to feel chaotic and frantic everywhere, sometime we, and I'm saying like we personally, but also we as a collective, we need to like stand up to this and be like I'm that's not how I'm going to choose to live my life or that's not how I'm going to choose to operate my business and it's going to feel really awkward and it's going to feel really uncomfortable and it's going to feel different and people are going to question it because it's not usual. And I'm still not good at this, but I'm <laughs> I'm testing it in real time. Yeah. But I do think that that's where we want to go. I think we've gone so hard for a number of years and i think the pandemic when it forced us to slow down i think it caused some of us to open our eyes to the way things could be different i think it also caused some of us to be like i want to go back to the safety of knowing and understanding and trusting and just getting back into it and then we created this like even faster mode of life but i'm i'm like you where i see when i do honor that. And I demonstrate I'm taking a day back and I communicate that it's well received. And people respond to that by saying, that is such a good example. I'm going to do that in my own life like this. And I'm like, yes, yes. And we can do that. And the world's not going to fall apart. And we, I think we're seeing that in real time too, with like stores that are closed on Thanksgiving. Like, do we really need to be open for another day? and feel like we're rushed to get there before 10 PM. So we get the deal on the microwave or whatever. But it's (laughs) like, I think that we, as a society are starting to lean this direction, but it's going to feel really uncomfortable and awkward, but we just have to like, if that's what we want, we have to be the demonstration of it in real life.
0: Oh, so well said. Yeah. We have to go first. We have to, everybody, you have to go first. You have to choose rest over being busy. And it doesn't mean that there, and all kinds of things, like you mentioned, like, it's going to be really hard, it's going to be really challenging. And that's because you're breaking down your ego that is literally wired by society, by the world we live in, and and your belief system to be a certain way. So when you start going against that, it's going to feel like death. In a lot of ways, it feels like the worst feeling like I'm I'm dying. Like this, this can't get any worse than this. Like I've been through so many of those, I call them ego deaths over the last couple of years. And yeah, but it's kind of what is necessary to shift it all. And I can report on the other side, I'm not perfect at it either, but I feel like I was kind of forced into it with what I had to deal with physically. I can report that like life is so it, it flows better. It works better. It, I have more energy when I listen. So yeah, it works, but just know it's going to feel like you're dying at moments throughout the process.
2: Uh, my word of the year, I don't know if anybody else picks a word of the year, but at the beginning of the year, for the last few years, I've picked a word and that's been kind of like my focus and that's been my driver. And so in years past, I would always pick it late December for the year ahead, I've had words like nourish and flourish and joy. And this year, and this maybe goes back full circle to the beginning of the interview where I was like, gosh, I'm learning things in real time. Um, But (laughs) back in December, I didn't have clarity and I did not know what my word of the year was going to be. And I was like trying on all of these words for size and none of them really felt right. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like, kind of let it present itself. And maybe if I have one great, if I don't, that's okay. But it was probably like three weeks into January or two weeks, all of a sudden it like went off like a bell in my head, the word shift. So I knew that this was going to be a, and that just felt right. Yeah. And so it just, yeah, just it hit
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: How easy would it have been for me to just say, I have to have a word pick by January 1st. Right. And, but I was like, whatever, it'll come up when it should, I should. Yeah. But when this idea came in, I was like, Ooh, there's something here. And so that was my word of the year. And it's definitely been presented to me a lot when there were courses or something that I thought oh, maybe I'll take it, maybe I won't. And then maybe in the copy, they use the word shift repeatedly. I'm like, oh, it's my sign. sign. Or if I'm, and it's most recently presented itself to me because I've been trying to build a program around the word shift. But earlier this year when I built that, it was very masculine, like select, heighten, identify. And then I was working with a client a few weeks ago and I was like, what if we did shift? But instead it's self-awareness human design intention. And I was like, oh, I think I did it. So anyway, my word of the year has been shift. So I knew there was going to be these changes that kept coming up. And I can't even explain to you like the different ways that it's all been presented. But I just keep leaning into that idea of, and somebody said this to me last year. And I again, when you're ready, the message will be received. And somebody said to me like, if you want to get to the next level, and if this could be a personal goal, like a fitness related goal, it could be a business goal. But so often we have these like levels that we would put ourselves in and say, here, we're unsuccessful there. We're successful by attaining this certain thing. And a person said to me, like, you know, what got you to here is not going to be what gets you to there. And it's going to require a different version of you or a different set of habits or a different perspective and approach. And I dug my heels and I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna do it my way. And I will be able to take what's come with me and then some. And this year, I think it's been showing me. And again, this is all like in real time, I'm learning this and it's not that to say I'm perfect or that I've taken action, but my head is noticing. And to your point about like, subconscious and conscious, my head is now noticing, oh, these are the things that maybe need to get left behind to become that next level. Oh, these are the things that you were holding on so tightly that your hand was in a balled up fist that was so tight. Not only could you not let it go, but you also couldn't be open to anything new. And so I think that this concept of shifting was so important for me this year for All of the reasons I've shared today, but like, it really does just demonstrate that we, as people are constantly evolving and it feels uncomfortable. And sometimes we do want to dig our heels in and say, "Mm -mm, not me. I am good the way I am, (laughs) but it will be revealed to us. Like, and we'll have these bodily signs. We'll have these conscious and subconscious signs, sometimes in literal signs, like words, and it'll reveal itself to you throughout the process.
0: Well, so loved all that you had to share and resonate with so much of it. I'm curious, would you, do you feel open to doing to like, sometimes in in these interviews, I do a little bit of energy clearing for the person that's on the call. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I wrote down a few beliefs that you said you're working with, you know, people pleasing being one and look, so many of us women struggle with people-pleasing. Like it's just, it's an epidemic, right? It's part of our society. It's part of being a woman. It's part of our ancestral heritage that I think we're all collectively working through to heal. And then that idea that you have to do it all, that you have to, to be everything to everyone. I know a lot of us here can relate to both of those. So if you're cool with that, we'll just do a little bit of clearing. Yeah,
2: just show me what to do or or how to receive, I guess, the feminine too. So yeah, I'm game.
0: Okay, awesome. So there's actually nothing you have to do, but I'll just kind of put you in a little bit of a meditative space and then we'll just clear a couple beliefs and I'll describe everything because people listening may not know as well, like kind of what this is about. If you are new to energy healing, I know you're not, Molly, but those that are listening, if you're new to it, I tell people working, doing energy healing is similar to going and getting a massage. And, you know, let's say you have a a knot in your back that the masseuse sits there and works on physically, right? And she's manipulating that part of your body to help release stuck energy, you know, that's bottled the muscle up into a knot. Well, similarly in our bodies, Chinese medicine and Ayurveda state that we have 72,000 meridians Or in in Ayurveda, they're called nadis, which is kind of funny, (laughs) n a d i s. But we have seventy two thousand of these. Now, you don't think that with seventy two thousand meridians and lines of energy running throughout your body that those can't get muddied up sometimes? Of course they can, right? And it's it really just happens through thinking negatively or through suppressing emotion. But it can just happen throughout the day, right? You know, we just get stuck in go mode and like can block our energy. You know, there's a million ways but essentially what we do when we're doing energy work on someone is we are massaging those little knots out of your energy without physically doing it. So we're just kind of tuning into where those blocks might be and then releasing them. And the type of energy work I'm going to do for you today, Molly, is what's called theta healing. And that's where we clear blocks in the subconscious mind. So obviously you have to be open to this. There's no scientific explanation around what I am doing, but I've been doing this work since 2010. My teacher did this on me for three years before I ever started doing it on anybody else. And I saw how much it changed my life because all the blocks happen in the subconscious. So Molly, I can't say today you'll walk away and go, I'm never people pleasing again. But what happens is it's a, the stuff is like an onion. So when we do an energy clearing, it's kind of like releasing like a big layer of the onion There may be some other layers in there. There may not. You could maybe leave today and never people please again. But if it does happen, it's just like, there's just another layer and that's okay. And it'll get released in time. So what else to say about this? So three things I like to tell people. One is I yawn when I do this. So you may hear me yawning. I'm not doing that on purpose. It's just literally something that happens and it's my understanding intuitively that that's the energy getting released. Cause when it stops, then I know, okay, we're good. We can move on. The second thing is just to stay open. So just try to stay in your heart center with this. And anytime we kind of go into our mind and try to start judging, like, am I feeling something? Am I not feeling something? Then we kind of get stuck. So just, I tell people, if you feel that happening, you can always just bring your hand to your heart, kind of massage your chest a little bit. And then the last thing is every time I clear a belief, I say, and this is for your subconscious. We want the subconscious to understand that it's safe to release these beliefs because, in some way, they've been protecting you, right? All of our limiting beliefs are, in a way, protecting us. It's something that developed typically when we were children as a protective mechanism to stay safe. So the subconscious thinks, I have to, people, please don't let that go. And so it holds on really tight. So I have to say, this phrase every time I clear something. And that's just, I'll just basically say something like I command a change this belief for Molly. Why to, how to, what will happen? If you do release this, it's safe to, it's possible. You know how to live your daily life without it. And you know what it feels like to live without it. If you like this, just say yes. So it's kind of a, kind of a lot to say, but. um,
2: (laughs) I'm so excited. And to bring this to So I said this morning, I slowed down, right? And I listened to an activation from my teacher, my mentor. And you know what it was about? Hmm. Your ego and your subconscious and how your ego has protected you for years. You built it when you were a child. And so this is just like right on the money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mind blown, mind blown. That's when you know, like the universe, God, source, whatever word you choose there is really conspiring. Like when all the little synchronicities are happening. You're like, okay, I get it. I'm listening. I'm paying attention. (laughs) I have goosebumps. This is so cool. Okay. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So Molly, we'll just have you and those listening, obviously, if you're not driving, you can kind of just follow along with this. And what I do is I clear the energy for Molly, but I kind of imagine multiple people. So you can just kind of do this right along with us in the podcast. So Again, as long as you're not driving. So go ahead and close down your eyes if that feels comfortable to you. And we just want to take a nice big inhale through the nose and hold the breath. And then just open your mouth and let that breath go. Just kind of sigh it out. We'll do one
1: more like that. Inhale, hold the breath.
0: And then just open the mouth, let it go. So, Molly, and those listening, I just want you to imagine using your imagination here. Totally okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. Everybody's imagination works differently. Some people imagine through feelings. Some people can see it visually. Some people hear it auditorily. It doesn't really matter how it works for you. Go ahead and imagine that there's a golden light that's hovering just above the crown of your head. And then I want you to take a big inhale and imagine that that golden light can come in through the crown chakra, which is at the top of your head. And it just goes down through your entire body. And it's like, I like to visualize it like it's honey, it's thick and it's super healing. And it's kind of sticky because what's going to happen is we're going to stick any of the stress, any of the tension, any of the negativity you may be holding just imagine it getting stuck to this golden light as it begins to move down your pelvis, down your legs, and then a big exhale. And I want you to imagine thick black clouds of smoke that go out through the soles of your feet down into the earth. We're going to do that two more times. Inhale golden light coming in through the crown of the head. And just imagine that golden light swirling throughout your body. And so this time if you have a particular place where you know you're holding tension or pain or disease in your body you can send it to that place imagine it swirling in that organ or tissue and then again as you exhale thick black excuse me clouds of smoke out through the soles of the feet down into the earth and one last time inhale golden light
1: comes in holding the breath And then exhale,
0: thick black clouds of smoke out through the soles of the feet. Very nice. So we're just going to surround Molly now and those of you listening that are participating in this in a circle of golden healing light. It just encompasses your whole body, your energy body, and just everything on the inside of that golden light circle is meant to be there. Anything that's not of the highest vibration of love and light stays on the outside of that circle. And I always just like to call in or have the person just think about who your guides are, your angels, your higher power, whatever being or beings that you work with, just calling those in to surround you, to be there, to protect us. We have so much more of a team than we realize. We have a whole team that's on the non-physical that can help us too, just like we have people in the physical world. Awesome, Molly. So at this time, we're just going to go ahead and clear a few beliefs for you. Again, you don't have to do anything, but just stay in this nice meditative space that you're in. So I can change the belief for Molly and any of those listening that... I have to people please in order to to stay safe, in order to keep my business going or keep friends or family members happy. I have to people please in order to make others happy, oftentimes at my own expense, in order to stay safe and protect myself and make sure that people feel a certain way about me. Why to, how to. What will happen if you do release this? It's safe to, it's possible. You know how to live your daily life without it. And you know what it feels like to live without it. If you'd like this, just say yes. And if you're listening, just say yes out loud. We always want a verbal yes. Yes. I think a lot of us had that one because there was a lot of energy there. (laughs) I can attest to that. Oh, there's a little bit more that wants to go. (sighs) Beautiful. So I do a little bit of Reiki as well. So if you, those of you listening can't see me moving my hands, but... If you're watching, you can, because I'm just feeling that you were holding some of that energy, Molly, like at your heart center. So we're just kind of just releasing some of that front of the heart and back of the heart, actually.
1: <sighs> awesome,
0: awesome, awesome. So let's also clear the belief for Molly that she has to do it all. And those of you listening that you have to do it all. You have to be, and I'm kind of projecting here a little bit, Molly. So feel free to correct me because I know I struggle with this one too, but command to change the belief for Molly and those listening that she has to do it all. She has to be everybody's rock and support system and be strong for everyone. And oftentimes is unable to be to show vulnerability, to show that she too, you know, has her struggles or whatever the case might be. This was something that I struggled with. So feel free to correct me on that, but that was a big part of me having to do it all. (laughs) So I know this one. Well, anything else you want to add to that, Molly, or does that feel like that resonates? The word
2: worthiness keeps coming up in my head.
0: Good. I always tell people if you hear words like that, or even if you have images that come to mind, like I didn't want to, I don't know how much time you have today. And I know we're already over our time, but in the last thing that I just cleared, the people pleasing, I was actually seeing you like in middle school or like something like in school, maybe elementary or middle school. There was something where maybe where that started, where you had to please, like, cause somebody didn't like something. I don't know if that resonates, mm-hmm. but that was an image that was coming to my mind was you in school
2: um, um i was always a high achiever in school and i think maybe that's part of it like yeah. my goals were again get a's and then i did and then i would think that i'd m- create some world changing thing and it, you know it didn't and so but that could be where it came from um yeah. when you were going through that like i kept like There was a time where I don't know if you took a breath and that starts things, but all of a sudden everything went black in my head and I got really clear and I felt a pressure in my temples. And then like, as you were going through the golden light and after you, like we released that last breath, all of a sudden I saw like the most beautiful, like turquoise blue waters and like Mm -hmm. little blue dots that were shiny. I don't know oh what any gosh. of that means. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I saw.
0: I love, well, blue is the throat
2: chakra, but I always tell people like- Oh my gosh, I was thinking about my throat too at one point, like when we were breathing out, like you were talking about going to certain places, I saw a picture of my lungs and then the golden light in my throat.
0: Well, there we go. And water, it represents the feminine too, because water is flowing versus, I don't know what would represent the masculine, but that's kind of what came to my mind is like, Oh my water gosh. And it slow. was like that makes sense,
2: but it was like it was a blue water almost like a maybe it was like a pool within a cave because it was like you could tell it was deep. Mm. It was like light blue at the top, but it got darker
0: in the middle. Ooh.
2: I don't know. I don't know what maybe any of it means, place. but that's what maybe I it's thought. a place
0: you have yet to journey to. <laughs> yes,
2: I need to go find this.
0: <laughs> yes. And just for those of you listening, some people. I don't want people, I have this happen all the time where people are like, well, I didn't see anything when I did it, Aaron, or I didn't feel anything. And just so you know, it's like, everybody has a different, what do we call it? Clairvoyance, clear sentience, you know, everybody has a different gift when it comes to tuning into their intuition. And if you don't feel anything in this moment by the energy work we just did, or you didn't see any images, doesn't mean it's not working. I just want to, put that like disclaimer on this because mm. yeah, the more you tap into your own energy, the more you may have images like what Molly just described, or you might feel more in your body. So just don't give up on it. Try it again. But anyway, I just wanted to say that. Cause that, that comes up a lot. People are like, well, I didn't, I didn't see the crystal blue waters, Aaron. Why? <laughs> and I will say like some, a lot of times when I'm doing
2: like a guided meditation or something, it's like black And I don't like, I can feel my head like searching for something and nothing's coming through, but this time it just like was coming. So it's different every time too.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's different every time. Same for me. All right. So a few more here, Molly, thanks for going a little over time for us today. I love Um, this, but I think this is super powerful and fun. Okay. So we're going to go back to, I have to do it all. And then I'm going to clear worthiness after that. So I command a change of belief from Molly that She feels and those listening may feel that they have to do it all. They have to be everything to everybody, their clients, their coworkers, their children, their families, and often putting themselves last on the list and often at their own discomfort being there for everybody else and being afraid to speak their truth. Molly being afraid to speak her truth when she needs to take a break because then the world might collapse or the people might get mad. So we're going to leave it at that. So why to, how to, what will happen if you do release this? It's safe to, it's possible. You know how to live your daily life without it. And you know what it feels like to live without it. If you'd like this, just say Yes. Yes. Beautiful. That one I saw definitely in your head, in the back of your head, is where. I mean, it's weird to say. I saw it. It's more of just like all the beliefs are in our subconscious, but I saw the kind of where you carried it, so to speak, is kind of in the back of your head, just like a strong presence back there energetically. So we just helped release that. So last thing we'll do here is, Molly, when you were getting the word unworthiness, do you feel like that was because there was a feeling? sorry, you were getting worthiness. Worthy
2: or worthiness. Yeah.
0: Do you feel like it was because you feel some level of unworthiness?
2: Probably. And I think that like, if we go deep into the people pleasing and the feeling the need to shoulder it all, it's because I think I will achieve some level of feeling validated or worthy Mm. by doing these things. Makes so much sense or I'm validated in the eyes of other people, which goes back to people pleasing. Yep.
0: Yep. Oh girl. Yeah. I've definitely, definitely been unraveling that one for a long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many facets of it. All right. Last thing here. So I can manage change of belief for Molly that she gets some sense of her own worthiness by achieving and kind of shouldering all the responsibility for everybody around her. And it makes her feel validated in some way. It makes her feel worthy. So she's in, in some way getting her worthiness from this achievement, from this doing it all. And for any of those listening, why to, how to, what will happen if you do release this? It's safe to, it's possible. You know how to live your daily life without it. And you know what it feels like to live without it. If you'd like this, just say Yes. Yes. All right. So we always want to leave on a positive note with the energy healing. So I can manage for from Molly and any of those listening that every day it's getting easier and easier to put ourselves first, knowing that it's not selfish, but rather our cups have to be full in order to really give, to really serve all those in our lives. that. It's getting easier and easier every day to delegate, to ask for help in all areas of life and that my word, it's getting easier and easier to understand at a deep, deep level that our worthiness comes from just being, just being here. We are beyond worthy. So it's getting easier to understand our worthiness the way that God's source universe understands it, which is just like, you're alive, you're worthy. Why to, how to, what will happen if you do allow this? It's safe to, it's possible. You know how to live your daily life with it and you know what it feels like to live with it. If you'd like this, just say yes. Yes. So, so good, Molly. Just slowly coming back into the room. I always like to, Take my arms up over my head after this. Those of you listening can too. And then just roll your shoulders a few times and just slowly come all the way back into the room.
2: This is (sighs) so fun.
0: (laughs) Yay. It was so cool to do that with you. Thanks for being open to that. Oh my gosh. This was, I didn't expect it, but it was so great. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I know we've went over, Molly, just maybe one last sentence. What would you tell somebody who is in the middle of unraveling something really hard right now? Just a sentence or two. Mm. What's your advice? They're in the thick of it.
2: I would say some of the examples I had today are really like, they're struggles for me, but really they're more of a surface level struggle or like a surface level unraveling on some of the examples I shared. But there are examples where those surface level things allow you to do the practice for when the deeper things come up. Because my husband and I, we've had challenges in our life too. And we've had ill children and we've had big things we had to work through, but it was And I've said this a lot of times, it was grounding in and being really curious about who I am, why I am the way I am, and then using those small, uh, air quotes, small, smaller (laughs) moments to practice those things. And I think that is what gives us the confidence and the courage in those moments when you do go through something really hard, because then it will be a habit and it will be part of who you are instead of something you have to reach for.
0: Mm. I love that advice so much. Yeah. So beautiful. Molly, thank you so much for being here today. It was so much fun.
2: Yeah. I had a therapy session. I was like, this is more than a podcast recording. I feel good.
0: (laughs) Yay. Mission accomplished. Oh, so good. So awesome. Well, thank you again and go check out Molly on social media at, I think Molly Knuth. Molly Knuth
2: Media, or you can do Molly Knuth underscore MKM is like the personal side of my brand. And I'll share everything from like mascara to kids to personal development and energy work. Molly Knuth Media is like, you're going to get the social media and the businessy things, website, graphics, all the stuff.
0: All that stuff. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Molly, so much for being here. Thanks for all of you that are listening. And don't forget if you love this podcast, please share it